Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. The American dream is just that. Just a dream. War is a continuation of politics, only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank. This is our war. And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio! The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Welcome to Sacred Matrix, a divine paradigm of love and universal consciousness, with your host, Janet Kira Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Together, we transform the world. And now, here are your hosts, Janet Kira and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Hello. Hold on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sacred Matrix on Revolution Radio at revolution.radio. And I'm your host, Janet Kerr Lesson, with my co-host, Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. And our producer is Thomas Pecker. And our guest is Andrew Raz. And uh, Andrew, on 1230, 17, December 30th of last year. Uh-oh. Getting feedback. Let me try adjusting the sound one second here. Sure. Okay, hold on, everybody. And uh, Andy, we don't need the video, so that will help with the bandwidth. Oh, and, sure. Uh, no Thomas, can you? Excellent. Yeah, just turn off video. And Thomas, can you get Sasha? Is he showing up yet? Is Alex showing up yet? Ahmad? Hello, Ahmad? I'm getting him. Okay, I'm getting out of my one thing at once. Okay. You're doing it. All right. So let me tell you about oh, come on. Andrew Raz, fighting yes. on 123017, and um, about his encounters with non human intelligence and the spirit world. Michael Harrell of Language Lessons of the Heart Channel on YouTube interviewed Andrew about his 4D reality 
and beyond experiences. During the 100-minute interview, Andrew's skin starts to change from normal to blue black as he talks deeper about his profound spiritual experiences. I don't know if the speaker on this computer feedback. Okay, there we go. This video has over 1,300 views and it also got the attention of world-known hypnotist regression expert Mary Rodwell. And Mary looked at the 100-minute interview video and she stated right away after watching it that Andrew is activating more of his ET genetics and is raising his vibration by accessing and activating more of his DNA. So Mary and Andrew spoke via Skype the next day, and as soon as Mary and Andrew connected on Skype, a massive encounter was taking place. And with Mary watching through Skype on her computer, she could see uh, these plasma orbs, one after another, heading towards Andrew's Brooklyn apartment. And Andrew spotted three enormous multicolored, multi-level motherships which Mary saw as well. And this encounter was recorded on Andrew's cell phone via pictures and video. And, and Andrew, if you could send that to me, that would be great. We're getting sure. some feedback. If you could maybe mute while doing this intro, that will help uh, minimize feedback. That sounds great. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let me say a little bit more, and then we'll bring you on. Sure. So Mary was a key witness. And she can validate Andrew's outstanding claims that he's getting visited every day by a massive amount of ET UFO NHI craft. What does what does NHI mean? <laughs> and non-human intelligence. Yeah. Non-human intelligence. Okay. Okay. So then again, on uh, January fourth of this year, 18, 2018, Mary did a hypnosis regression on Andrew, and the regression was phenomenal and revealed Andrew's connection to his Arcturian ancestors and help Andrew better understand what he's experiencing and why. Okay, so there's a, a bio and more information, and there's a video of uh, Andrew, and he changes color. It's all on AquarianRadio.com uh, under today's post on uh, about Andrew Rapp. My apologies, my neighbor is tearing down the jungle. <laughs> so you might hear some noises in the background. I can't do anything about it. They're all the windows closed, and it's still coming through. Sasha, Alex, Sasha Lesson, are you there, Doctor Lesson? I'm here, indeed. Um, yeah, what uh, uh, we ex what we learned is that many of us are really hybrids, and, we, and there's some kind of feedback coming in this machine. Anyway, m many of us are indeed hybrids, and and when the time is right, we become aware that we're dual, or uh, even more than dual souls. And when somebody uh, is aware of their Arcturian. Uh, ancestors, it means several things. One, our genetics are like sub-personalities. They have uh, all this uh, coded information uh, of our ancestors uh, built right into our genes. That's one uh, aspect of, of it. But the other thing is, when you're a, a dual soul um, from another race, they usually single you out to be an ambassador. Uh, that's what happened with Stuart Swerdlow and um, uh, Susie Hansen and a bunch of others, and and so that this is a a a, a blessing. It means that more as more and more people uh, come out with and realize that they are dual souls. They are in a better and better position to help us through these troubled times. And so I'm really looking forward to the show today. So Andrew. Uh uh, a mad painter said that the feedback's coming from your mic, 
so mute when you're not talking or maybe you can turn your sound down a little bit that might help uh okay good Alrighty. so uh, now we're gonna bring you on andrew <laughs> so okay. you can turn your mic on and i already said part of your bio you're a, a new york you're a firefighter in brooklyn for the past 12 years and you have a a, a thing a facebook page what is that called uh, something about strangers in Brooklyn. Hi, strangers in Brooklyn. Yep. So, anyway, start from the beginning. Uh, sure. Tell us about yourself and how you came to understand that you're an experiencer. And uh, we're going to talk about your blue skin and blue blouse. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I just want to thank you for having me on. Uh, first of all, this is great that you guys uh, gave me the opportunity to speak. Um, I was. I didn't know if we were on video or just audio because when we first started tonight. Um, I'm actually having a sighting right now. There's a mothership outside and three plasma orbs. I got pictures of them, so I will send them to you. I didn't know if we were going to live stream because whenever I talk to people via Skype, I'll have a sighting. Um, this is um, you could show you could put your video on so we could at least see it. Um, we could describe what we're if we're picking it up and you can share screen. Yep. No, that won't work on this, honey. This is audio. This is a radio show. But, uh, yeah, if you can, at least in your video, maybe show us what's going on. Oh, I see you have a... a, a so Andrew has a, a view of the city. Do you see the orbs tiny. right there in the sky? No, it's too small to see the orbs. Let me try okay. to look up my screen. Yeah, I yeah try that again one more time. Let me see. Go ahead. So there's orbs in your sky. Okay, let's see. Maybe I, I blew up my screen bigger. See if I can see it. Okay, straight ahead on the left. I'm going to give you a great shot. Hold on. You're going to see a, a okay. mothership, right? This is a mothership that comes by every night. It's straight ahead. It's right here. Okay, take a look. Okay. Straight ahead. Uh, straight ahead. There's white. Uh, it's not... It's, I can see something really faint. Uh, can you see anything, Thomas or or Sasha? No, I don't get anything on my screen. Yeah. I, I okay. This, but straight ahead, there's a row of white lights. A row of white lights. Them. Okay. That's a ship that comes by every night. I have about I don't know over fifteen thousand photos that I took in the last uh, ten months of crafts that come by every night. And this is just one of them, but um, uh, I think I see that. So this is above the the street light. You're saying kind of like uh, there's a building, and the and the parking lot. Yep, that's it. Oh, okay. It's on the water. It's a. It actually comes from underneath. So it's. I guess it's technically a USO. It comes from uh -huh. underneath the water. It comes up to the surface, and it usually lingers around for about. I'll have about contact for about four to five hours per night. And it's just nonstop. Interesting. And in, in There's somebody walking down in that parking lot. I wonder if they see it. <laughs> oh, have, and this is have, you, to see have you been aboard? Have you okay. been on the craft? Have you been no, on the craft? I haven't been on that craft. This one, one just comes around this time at night. Uh, but I haven't been on it yet. Nope. Um, Interesting. Wow. So what okay. 
basically just to get back to you. So yes, yeah, so if you and to the right of that, there's about three orbs in the sky. I got photos of all this. I'll send everything to you so you can see it better. Excellent. Up close. We'll put but it up on the website. Exactly. This is excellent. Um, so basically, just to give you, I'll give you some history. Um, basically, the first craft that I saw was uh, in 1999 that I could that I could remember. Um, I was in the military. I was in the U.S. Coast Guard. And um, I saw two silver objects uh, that were, I guess, about 500 feet out at sea. Um, I saw two silver objects maybe 100 feet apart from each other, and they were moving from east to west, and I could only see them with night vision goggles. So my job as the night watchman, if I saw any activity in the sky or around the boat that we were on, because I was in the Coast Guard, I was on a Coast Guard cutter, down in South Florida, your, your job is to call down and let the officers know if you see anything. So I called down, and about 20 men and some officers came up. We all saw these objects moving, and then the two silver objects came together, and when they touched, they didn't shoot off in any direction. When they touched together, they vanished. So I knew at that point that Number one, that wasn't the military, because we are the military. And if they're doing a military exercise, they have to let us know. Because if any craft passes by a U.S. Coast Guard ship and they do not identify themselves, we shoot them. This is in 1999, so this is pre-9-11. And that's a safety risk if somebody doesn't identify themselves. Now, this craft obviously didn't identify themselves. They just came by. And uh, when they touched, they vanished. We probably had followed them for about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, it seemed like. Uh, I was 19 years old at the time. And I knew at that point, okay, we're definitely not, not alone. I don't know what that was, but I know that wasn't us at least. So that kind of opened did the you door. Fire? Did you what? fire upon them? No, 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 no. They, when they, we, we followed them, uh, they didn't seem like they were threatening. They didn't seem like they were aggressive because they were so far away. And then when they touched, they just vanished. So how many people saw that with you? Uh, there was about 20 of us. About 20, yeah. So that was pretty good. And, and then what happened after that? Did you have to file a report? Uh, uh, the next day, uh, we got up in the morning and I talked to the guys and the officers didn't mention a word about it. And the men talked about it. And uh, it was basically, don't talk about it. Just leave it alone. So I was 19 years old. I was a kid. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to start any, you know, any problems. But uh, right. I, was still, I was still curious, though. And I said, I want to find out more. I'm not, I'm not sold that this is just it. Um, so then I eventually met Dr. Stephen Greer. And I flew out to California and did a week of his ambassador to the universe training, uh, to the universe training, where he showed me how to meditate and initiate the contact. And I what year was that. that? That was in 2011. We're trying to timeline. What year? 2011. 2011. Uh huh. Uh, so I met Dr. Stephen Greer, Emery Smith, and Dr. Jan Bravo, and uh, also Thomas Jane, the actor, was there with us. Uh huh. He's the man so that. What does... kind of contact did you have when when? Oh, you that was just there? that was just that. Jane? Uh, Thomas Jane. He does the voiceover in the film Serious. And he's also the main actor in the HBO show Hung. He's a Hollywood actor, pretty famous. Uh -huh. okay. um, 
So it was good that somebody there from, you know, from mainstream was there that we could connect to. And um, he spent a week with us and it was nonstop. We saw orbs in the sky, ships in the sky, uh, orbs out in the field. And uh, I was definitely having some intense experiences. Uh, One night we recorded a fox that was walking through the desert. And the next day we looked on the video camera to see the fox. And there was no fox on the video camera. There was nothing. So I said, I asked Dr. Greer, how could that be? And he said, Andrew, these, the capability, the technology that these beings have, if they don't want to be seen, they won't be seen. So sometimes we would take pictures over the years and there would be nothing on the camera the next day, nothing at all. And we would have contact all night. So I really got to learn how to just enjoy the experience and let that resonate with myself and sit with my heart. Uh, not so much, you know, if you get pictures, great. If you don't get pictures, there's nothing you can do about that. Um, sometimes right. they come in, sometimes they don't. That was in 2011. So from then... What part of California were you at? Uh, we were in Borrego Springs, right by the Palm Springs Desert. Okay. Not not far from Joshua Tree. Yeah. So we okay. Supposed- so then... Uh, so then I came back to New York and I met a local contact team, a local C-Study contact team. Uh, led by Dr. Marilyn Gowak up in Albany, New York. And since 2011, I've been meeting with them once a month on a Saturday, and we do the Global CE5 thing, uh, which has been amazing. We've had everything from, you know, beings around us to to craft materializing to landing. Um, I never took pictures of this stuff until about nine, ten months ago. I would just once Mm -hmm. in a while take a picture here and there, but nothing... Nothing like the last nine months. Uh, so for all these years, I've been having contact for quite a while. I just didn't take pictures because I didn't, honestly, I didn't think anyone cared. Most of the mainstream didn't pay attention to this. If you talked about it or if you had pictures and you put them on Facebook, people said that you were a nut job. So I just didn't even bother. I was like, well, it's, we're right. never going to have this. So what were you anyway. doing these, uh, this CE5, was uh, this with the night vision goggles and where, where what part of when I got back to New York, uh, we, were in right. Al- we were up near Albany, New York, in a town called Albany. East Sector. So way upstate New York. And it was led by, it still is, led by uh, Marilyn Gowak. She's a PhD. And um, uh-huh. she, she runs the group still to this day. And I've been meeting with them for eight years. And every Saturday, you know, once a month on a Saturday, I go up there. We've had contact every single time. Um, wow. Do they have any videos of the? Oh, oh what yeah. do they communicate? What do they communicate when you? Oh, my computers! They can. Your cat just walked on my computer. I'm sorry. Uh, what do they tell? Just don't worry about it. Yeah, we've been what having. Do, communi- what, yeah. We've we've been having communication with. Uh, what do they say? We've we've been having uh, communication with beings from Sirius to the Andromeda Galaxy to all sorts of galaxies. They basically are there. It's the same message as it was from the beginning. They're trying to raise our vibration. We raise our vibration so we can meet them somewhere in the middle. And they see that we're putting out the good, peaceful, loving intent. And uh, they kind of just have told us, as far as you go, we'll go as far as you want to go with this. Well, uh, how do they communicate this? Are they telepathic mo- or mo- channeling them? Or Yeah, people up now, people in my contact group, some people record with video cameras. They take pictures. I also have pictures and videos 
from my contact group in Albany, as well as where I live in my backyard now. Uh, so some people do record, but mostly it's telepathic, or they would speak, literally they would speak through the magnetometers. They speak their language through these magnetometers that we have. What is a magnetometer? Uh, it's, it's basically used, to, it picks up uh, the magnetism in the area. So if you're in the middle of nowhere and the magnetometer is going off, when these magnetometers go off, that means the beings are there. And they will literally speak through these things. Stephen Greer did it in 2011. And when I came back to New York, we do it too. We would sit with a magnetometer out. And the thing will start going crazy, pinning itself when the beings are here. So they speak. What does it sound like? It, it sounds electronic. It sounds electronic. I have a audio recording uh, that I could send you of a half hour of these beings communicating with me while I was getting a after I got a regression with Mary Rodwell. We recorded a little bit after the regression when I was back, you know, back to it after the hypnosis. And the beings in my room started talking to me in their language. It was like electronic sounding. And I have photos of the beings. There's a couple beings in my room. I have photos of them. Uh, but that's jumping wow. the gun. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. I want to stay with the timeline right now where we're at. Just oh, so okay, go ahead. Soon. So uh, also, what well, I'm making contact now since 2011 in upstate New York with about between 20 to 30 people sometimes from all over the northeast of the United States. Um, about maybe six years ago, there was one night we were meditating, and I saw this purple energy come down from the sky. We were inside. It floated down from the sky and went into my chest. It looked like the size of a Tic Tac. There were probably about a dozen of these little Tic Tacs that went into my chest, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Now, this is what I saw. Some people in the room told me they actually saw some ETs standing around me. So depending on where you're at and your level of consciousness, you might see something different than the person next to you. So at, right. that, point, at that point, I was not as, as, as evolved and doing it as much as I am today. I have eight years experience right now. Um, so at that point, I just saw these lights coming down, these little droplets. Well, since that day, till this present day, every single day of my life, I see these purple lights around me. Still see them every day. I see them right now. Um, I've been told that I have synesthesia, which I don't know if you're familiar with synesthesia. No, tell us what that is. Uh, it's, it's my understanding of it is I met a lady, uh, Maureen Seberg. Uh, who told me that she has synesthesia and Billy Joel has synesthesia. Uh, Lady Gaga has it. People associate colors with different tones uh, in the atmosphere. So people hear songs or noises and they'll associate different colors from the rainbow spectrum with those different noises. And people are also highly psychic and they see orbs and auras for most of the day. Now, that sounds just like what happens to me. I am psychic. Uh, also, something that opened up in me was I'm able to sit around people and I'm able to connect them with their deceased relatives. This is something that just happened. It kind of just popped out uh, through meditation over the years. And I've been doing that now for about five, six years, sitting with, usually I like to sit with random strangers that I don't know because there's no way they could say I know them at all. 
um, and I'm able to connect them with their deceased relatives as I see the energy around them, their, their deceased relatives are able to communicate messages to me. And I've read, oh God, I don't know, hundreds of people now over the years, tons. Uh, I, Can I you do, do it over the radio? <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. I like to do it face to face, obviously. That's the best, or Skype at least. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter where you are. Um, I do train with a professional medium from Long Island. His name is Robert Hansen. He's a medium for 30 years. And when I realized that something was going on with me, I got referred to see him and he helped me to understand and see what was going on around me. There's no way you could train someone or show someone how to be psychic. For me, it's a feeling. It's a feeling you get. And then once you feel it and you think you have it, then you could help someone to kind of, you know, harness or become more aware of their surroundings. So that's all he does. He doesn't show me how to do it just with his experience. He shows me how to be more aware of the messages and how to interpret them better. So I've been doing that in addition to my regular profession, which is a New York City firefighter uh, over the years. Um, over the years, too, I have had angelic visitations while I have been at work. I have seen angels at work. I have photos of them. I have videos of them. I will send them to you if you like. No problem. Um, oh, I'd, I'd love to have them, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I am writing a book because uh, that lady, Maureen Seberg, that I told you about, the lady, the synesthesia lady, I met her, and she was nice enough to listen to my story. And she said, Andrew, I, you know, I think you should write a book. I, I said, I'd love to. I just don't know how. So she was assisting me with writing a book now and getting it all down on paper because I want to share my story with people. I think I was a regular walk of life person and I kind of just paid attention to things and worked at it. And now things have evolved to where I'm having contact five hours a day, every day. Um, wow. So I, I've also, I have had the ability and I still do have the ability if I am around someone and they're sick or they have cancer or they have an illness internally in them, I have been able to see the illness or the cancer in them. I have had relatives and friends who I told them, you need to go to the doctor and get a sonogram of your chest. That's just an example I'm giving you, but that's a true story. Mm -hmm. And the person went to the doctor and they had stage three breast cancer. Now, this is working with the ETs and doing the psychic work. To me, it's all together as one. There's no separation in any of this. I feel that all of this needs to be looked at together and studied together as the same phenomena. So right. I've been trying to find like-minded people, and I reached out to that guy, Michael Harrell, who was nice enough to have me on his radio show, and he, we had an hour-and-a-half Skype conversation where I was turning blue. This is the first time that this happened in December. I started turning blue on and off. I didn't know what was happening, Janet. I had no idea. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I've never seen this before. Luckily, we got it on video. We got it on Skype. We got photos of it. We have plenty of evidence. Um, the next day, I did an interview with Grant Cameron's assistant, Desta Barnaby. Uh, oh, yeah. Desta. Uh-huh. Me and Desta talked for about three, four hours on Skype. And she told me, Andrew, the whole time you kept turning blue. I also recorded that and videotaped that. Because I said, no one's going to believe this. This sounds crazy. I don't even know what to make of this. But I said, I need to get some answers. I don't know who to go to, though. Who do I can't go into my regular doctor and say, hey, doc, I'm turning blue. 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's just nuts. I get it. I get it. So we posted the pictures and the videos of me turning blue on Michael Harrell's site. Some people, uh-huh. were, some people were vicious, very nasty, telling me I was a fraud, a scam artist. Uh, I was harnessing in evil entities. I mean, I heard all these crazy things. I said, I don't know what's happening. I can't answer that. I just want to get some answers, though. Luckily, I'm glad we did that because Mary Rodwell commented the first day we posted it. She said, he's activating his ET DNA. I want him to contact me immediately. So I did. And she was nice enough to do a hypnosis session with me the next day. And as soon as we connected on the phone, I had a mothership and a couple plasma orbs coming to my window, which she was, she was, it was amazing the timing that she was actually able to see this with me. So she was a direct witness and she said, Andrew, I saw this. I'll vouch for you. You're not lying. It is what it is. She put me under hypnosis. I was turning blue. So I, you know, that happened at that point too. And I said, all right, well, what do I do with this now though? I'm turning blue. You think it's ET, uh, you know, activation. That's great. But what do I do, though? She said, you need to find a geneticist. Now, I said, I don't know any geneticists. How do I find a geneticist and trust one and tell him what's really going on? And hopefully the guy does the right thing. You know what I mean? I was very skeptical of just telling right. someone my personal stuff. So, right. once again, it is an amazing community out there of good people that I have around me. Um, a person that I trust and know very well, uh, referred me to, uh, Dr. Gary Nolan at Stanford research Institute. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's the top, he, he's the top geneticist there. He, he, uh, owns Nolan laboratories and he's the man who dice, he di- he dissected the creature in the film Sirius. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Dr. Gary Nolan and Kit Green, they're doing, they have, right now they're actually, they have a program going where they have experiencers and they're testing their DNA uh, because they feel there might be a link between people having sightings and being highly psychic and having it run in the family. So I spoke to Dr. Nolan and he said that he felt that I was a good candidate for the program, me, my brother, and my mother. So the three of us are going to be looked at scientifically now by the scientific community. Yeah, they, they did the blood work for Michael Lee Hill, and they found that he was a very rare haploid blood type that had special qualities. So would he be taking your blood, doing a genetic analysis that way? Or your saliva, or how would you? Oh yeah, they're gonna. They, they start out with just taking your saliva. They that's which is basic. They do the saliva, and it looks like it's gonna be about a two to three year study. This looks very intensive and extensive, um, but to have recognition from people that are so well respected in that field, to even one take a chance and, and listen to me. You know, I don't know this person personally, but he saw my videos, he saw the pictures, and he said, "I believe that what you're experiencing." Uh, could definitely be um, something otherworldly, you know, but we need to get answers. He goes, I don't have definitive answers for you right now. However, we're going to get the answers if you do the study. I said, okay, great. I am very grateful and I appreciate that. Are they going to cover the cost? They're taking care of everything. 
Wow. Now, if you, I, I looked into this before I met him. If you individually, if you go and want to get your DNA tested legitimately, not this ancestry stuff for $100. I mean, if you want to get your alien DNA checked out, it's about $10,000. And if you do that, the company you go to, you better read the fine print because a lot of these companies in the fine print, once you give them your DNA, they own it. So right. just be very careful for anyone out there looking around or spending that kind of money. Make sure that you know the people that trust them. I was fortunate enough to have the right people steer me in the right direction because they saw what I was doing was genuine and they believe in me. And I know a lot of these people for years. I do have a lot of contact friends over the years that know what I'm experiencing is what it is. And I don't have an answer for all of it. I'll tell you that. I don't have all the answers. I'm learning every day as I go. You know, I'm constantly learning and trying to expand upon it. I don't think anyone, even people in science or, or in, in the, you know, the government, I don't think anyone has all the answers. So I hope we can continue to work together um, and all work together as a unit and all figure this out as one. You know, because that's so important. So they're actually looking for alien DNA when they do this $10,000 genetic test. Uh, they, from what I understand, there might be some components in someone like myself or my brother or my mother. There might be a few pieces of our DNA that we are activating that somebody that's not experiencing this just is not activating in their body. But somehow, I'm activating it. How? That's what the study is going to be. They're going to look in and see what they can find out. And uh, we'll see what kind of answers they can get. Because besides that, you, you're trying to figure this out on your own. I, I wouldn't be able to figure this out. And I couldn't afford that. I, I work a regular job, but I'm not, I don't have that kind of money. Um, right. So I'm very grateful. I, you know, the funding for it, the, however they're doing that, they, they're figuring that out. And that's a blessing that they're able to do this because there's no one else out there that, that can have these resources that can test everyone. So you're kind of like on your own. And, and then if I go online and I post what's going on, people will continue to just mock me and make fun of me. And then that could shy you away and you could say, you know what? I don't even want to deal with this, man, because people are making fun of me. But I'm so far past that. I know that what I've experienced is real. Uh, but I want answers now. I want to get answers from the right people, not the people that are immediately attacking you and saying, Oh, no, it's this, it's that. Nobody really knows. That's my understanding of it. No one really has the ultimate answer. Sasha, have any questions or feedback? I, I sure do. I, I, Andrew, I've been uh, looking at uh, several uh, studies, Errol LeGray, uh, uh, the Friendship Group in Chile, and the one in uh, uh, Italy also. And wow. the message that they keep saying is that the... Um, Nuclear testing and the nuclear uh, exchanges and, and the and the uh, leaking plants that we have have somehow messed up their ability to travel and get off the planet. And they are waiting for us to develop the technology to help them get off the planet. They seem like they're very friendly. They're even called the friendship group. Um, and they and so I just wonder if you've gotten any about the content of your communication. Do you have anything like that in your communication? Wow, that's amazing. Uh, well, I'm definitely dealing with one uh, <clears throat> at night, okay? I'm dealing with a multitude of different types of races, beings, backgrounds. My, the way I've said it to them is anyone is welcome here. As long as you come to me in my backyard and you come with peace and love and respect, 
I don't care what you look like or where you're from. You're welcome here. But if there's any of that nonsense or if any funny business happens, you're not welcome here anymore. And I'm not going to make contact with you. Since I've done that, I have had, oh my, I, I, I some nights I'm at, I look outside, there will be over 100 beings outside. I have pictures of them. A lot of them come in shadow form or they're black. They look like, like black energy. And they have told me that they come from underneath, that they actually live in the earth, but underwater. And they come up from under the surface and they'll come up at night and they'll make contact with people like me or other people that are open-minded. But a lot of people are scared of them because some of them look and they might look intimidating or scary. Some of them are eight foot tall and they look like ants, you know, or they just look, the heads are really big. So they, they said that they've been so receptive to me because I've really had an open heart and mind with what I'm seeing. And I'm not judging them because of how they look. Um, so we're still a long ways away from where we need to be. I think as people, that's what they're telling us. We still have a long way to go, but it's, they're telling it's people like me and people like you that I'm talking to. We are the ones that have to talk about this because there are other people out there that are so terrified to talk about this because they don't want to be made fun of at work or by their spouse or by their family. But somebody like me or you talking about this might get them to call me or contact me. And I have had that happen. I've had people that I grew up with, people I haven't talked to in 25 years, have messaged me and said, Andrew, I am so glad you are talking about this because I've had experiences myself, but I don't know what to do about it. And I'm so glad that you're talking about this. Thank you. So you know what? That one person or three people that have reached out to me, that's worth it all. I, I've done my mission and I'm going to keep doing it because that that's the only reason I'm doing this. I've had enough contact and I have enough proof. I don't need to prove anything else to myself. I know what's going on is real, but I want to bring it to a higher level where we could have more open contact and people don't have to worry about these things landing and hurting us or attacking us. That hasn't been my experience. I don't know if there are groups or entities that are negative or are hurtful. However, in 20 years or my whole lifetime, whatever you want to think of it, I have not had one occasion where I felt threatened, scared, or a negative interaction. I can only tell you what I've lived. Uh, yeah, Andrew, uh, what, uh, Sh uh, Sherry Wilde has told me and, and other, many others that I've interviewed that uh, they thought they were being taken against their will, but as they opened up their consciousness, they realized that they had indeed agreed to this, and they were dual souls who have come to uh, as ambassadors to try to help uh, uh, people here on Earth. I learned that Mary regressed me, which I, I was totally skeptical, and I was totally against regressions, because I said, I don't want anyone hypnotizing me, I don't want to say anything that isn't real. I didn't know much about hypnosis, but I just thought that it wasn't legit. I did not think that. However, I said, you know what, at this point, let me give it a shot. When I did that regression with Mary, my great, great grandparents came through and they showed me when I was a very young child. They brought me into a bedroom in a relative's house. I walked into their room. I could see it happening. I like it was right now. I walked into a room and there were beings, there was the Virgin Mary, there was Jesus, and there were beings coming through the walls and hugging me and telling me that we are family. This is as I was a two or three-year-old. So looking back, I am so glad that I did the regression because I realized it's been happening my whole life. 
it's not 20 years, it's yeah. 38, whatever, however old. Right. And before that, I don't ever like to tell anyone, though, oh, you're an ET or you're a hybrid, don't worry, you'll figure it out. However, though, my experience has showed me that basically, Mary Rodwell says, Andrew, we're all ET human hybrids, all of us. We just all haven't right. figured it out yet. I, after going through this with her, for me, that makes sense. Yeah, so, you know, uh, in, in this regard, uh, Andrew, when somebody has a vociferous reaction to you, it's probably what we would call reaction formation. They something trom uh, they traumatized on some kind of ET contact they had, and yes. so they don't want to hear it from somebody else. Exactly. And so one, 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 one interesting way to deal with it is to say to a person, if, if they're your friend or open to you, when did you first start um, being a, a, a not liking to hear stuff like this? How old were you? What was going on? And, and so you can sometimes get a person to open up. Don't just reject them because they're skeptical, but sometimes they, they really just want to be helped. Exactly. And that's the thing. I don't, I, I do not, even if people attack me or they have, you know, they get very aggressive, I try to just tell them, we need to look at all the information. I, how can I judge you when I don't know anything? When I don't know anything about you as a person, so how can I? I, I don't want to jump to a conclusion until I look at all the evidence. So someone sees one picture of me blue, and they say that guy's a scam artist. He's a fraud. You know nothing about the last twenty years of what I've experienced, and you're saying that. I just don't see that as like like a smart move. I would say, hold on, let's see everything and look at it, and then I'll make a hypothesis based on all the evidence. But on one thing, it's like one experience. You have one bad experience, well, maybe that's a bad one. Maybe the other ones are awesome. we got to look at everything. And I think that, I think that the, the fact of Mary Rodwell reaching out like she did and her saying, Andrew, find a geneticist, and I found an amazing geneticist, Dr. Nolan, the fact that the two of them are both open-minded to hearing both sides of the point that's the direction that I feel we need to, right. to continue to head in. So let's go yeah, even uh, deeper. Than, you know, let's sure. say, per, okay. you know, it sounds like there's a, an orchestration by some kind of higher uh, consciousness to bring you and Mary and the yes. right geneticist. Uh, yeah. It's like, uh, it's, this isn't random. It's way beyond uh, random probability. It's being orchestrated. That's what it looks yes. like to me. Yes, hundred. I, I believe so. There's no doubt about it. It all lined up. So, Andrew, I just wanted to add, uh, just to let you know, I'm a lifelong contactee experiencer, and I've never had anything that was negative. Right. Uh, I, I listen to, to hundreds of people on these shows and other places in person and at conferences, and it always uh, astonishes me when they have negative experiences, and I feel really bad for them. But I think there is that initial, like you said, you have to look at all the experiences, and there's an initial knee-jerk, fight-or-flight response because it's, out, it's something outside of their reality. So they're having this response, but it's not necessarily uh, what's happening to them, you know. But sometimes people do have weird things like they're, you know, getting uh, metal brushed through their eyeball or something. And, yeah. And they, I don't know how to sort all that out, but some people do describe weird things like that, and it's like, well, you know, I just have to take my face out and go, well, that's their experience, but mine have been uh, healing or 
um, very high uh, spirituality and consciousness, and so I'm just having a different reaction than they are. And and I I feel too. If and this is I, I really want to be clear. If people out there are having experiences and they have had negative ones where they were hurt or they were exposed to radiation or whatever. It could be anything. I don't know everything. If they're having something happen, and especially if it's causing them harm or they're really bothered by it, I encourage them to reach out to me because I do have resources and I do know people where I could steer these people in the right direction to get help. Because like I said, I've only known what has happened to me, but I have friends in the military who have had different experiences where maybe they have had some negative side effects, some health things happen to them. But it needs to be looked into. I'm not saying that it's from the ET contact. You need to find the right doctor, though, to look at you and examine you and do the right testing to give you the right answer. But just to go online on Google and to look all day and think that you're going to play doctor, you're going to drive yourself crazy, you know? And you're not going to get the right information. You, you need to go to the right people that have had 20, 30, 40 years experience and seen case after case by this. And I'm so glad that I didn't hold this in. I, I said enough's enough. All these years I've had things happen to me. I've seen things. And something about this 2017, 2018, something just came to me and I said, that's it. I'm telling all now. I don't care what people say. The truth has to get out there because I want the next person who was in my situation six months ago and didn't know what to do I hope that they feel that they can reach out to me or someone and we could help them. And it's already happening. So this is how this works. We are here to, I feel, we're here to help each other. That's the ultimate goal, you know, for, for uh, you know, advantageous reasons or for war reasons or for how to get ahead by the, the next country or to, or to have the technology. I, I, I don't know about any of that stuff. I'm not into that. I'm here for the peace, love, and mutual respect that they have shown us and the compassion they've shown us. Yeah. The compassion is the number one thing. You know, uh, oh, I, I also, I, oh, I just also like to say that, you know, uh, you, your Coast Guard guys did the right thing. The American planes that actually fired on ET crafts uh, have been uh, shot down. Uh, this one one person we interviewed, he uh, his uh, guy that's supposed to load the missiles in his plane didn't do it right, and his buddy had his plane loaded right. They went after a bogey. Um, the uh, the first guy fired on 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 the uh, saucer. And the saucer disintegrated that uh, ship, and then the oh then God. the sh then the saucer flew around the guy whose uh, missiles wouldn't work, and like uh, uh, like laughing at him almost, and flew off because he could tell whether the missile was armed or not. Um, and so so that not firing was a very intelligent. Um, um, thing to do. Yeah, we, you know, we, we do not want to hurt anyone. Believe me, you know, the, the Coast Guard, when I was in, it was not like that at all. However, when you have something so advanced that you're thinking, is it, are these the Russians? Are these the Cubans? Uh, you know, you never know. And sometimes it is. Yeah. And you got to be careful. If we have 72 guys on that boat, that, that our lives are in the hands of the captain, he's got to make that call. It's a great thing that that craft just touched and vanished. And I realized, too, by doing the regression, there was no accident by me seeing that. That was meant to be. That was, that I was specifically, I was the first guy to see that. And I was the one to make the call down to the bridge and call the officer up. I was the guy to do that. Out of all times that could have happened, it was me. So you look at it and you say, oh, my, there's no coincidence. There's no coincidence. Another amazing thing, 
I have these beautiful pictures that I will send you guys. On New Year's Eve, I was on the phone with Dr. Marilyn Gawak. She's the lady that runs my, my group up in Albany, my contact group. I'm on the phone with her, and I say, Marilyn, I really miss my dog, Odie. He died four years ago. He's a little shih tzu. I said, I really miss him. I wish I could see him. As I'm saying this, the light ship mothership comes by. It's like it normally does outside the house on the water. I say, Marilyn, hold on. I just want to get a few pictures. I take a couple pictures. I get a little like one minute video. And then I look at the photos and the video. There is a gray ET with big black eyes. And he is holding the black soul of my Shih Tzu. I'll send you the photos. You guys see what you think. I'm telling you, I've showed this to everyone. It is holding. It is the soul of my Shih Tzu. I would bet my life on it. And I have a video and a bunch of good shots I got of the being on the light ships. You see the lights and you see it holding my dog as I was speaking about him. And I have about 50 pictures of my dog on other occasions, his soul, because I feel that these beings are showing me that where they are, with their reality, they are in the reality with the souls of our departed ones, our loved ones. And they are proving it to me because I would not go to UFO conventions and I wouldn't speak at them. I've been offered to because a lot of the ones I went to, people would go up and they'd talk, but they would tell a story and they would draw diagrams and they would show, you know, they would draw pictures to me. That's not proof. I said, that's not proof. I want to see photos. I want to see videos. And I want to see, you know, evidence, you know, some sort of evidence, whether it's picture, video or an artifact. You got to give me something more than a picture you're drawing on the wall. I could draw that and make a story up. So to me, I started taking these photos nine, ten months ago. I have over 15,000 photos of craft and beings. They have given Andrew, me. Andrew, Andrew, in all fairness, most yeah, sure. people don't get any kind of proof. They don't get any evidence. They the, the ETs won't let them take pictures. Um, if they take pictures, their film shows nothing. So yeah. there's something about you that's different that they're actually giving you pictures. Well, uh, so I, what, I'm not sure what's going on there, but other people are not having the same kind of experience. What, what's 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 great too is I was taking pictures on my iPhone, nothing fancy, just a regular iPhone with a lithium-ion battery, and people were telling me online, "You got to get a better camera. You got to get a better camera with a you know a stand, and, and so you don't shake." So I went out, I spent 200 bucks, got a nice camera, got a nice stand. I go down to the beach and I start filming, the batteries die. I buy lithium ion batteries, put them in the camera, bring them down to the beach. The batteries die again as soon as I see a craft. They don't die ever on my iPhone. So they were telling me, you don't need that fancy camera, Andrew. Just keep filming with your iPhone. You don't need any of that stuff. So I just film my iPhone. Yeah, it's not the best quality all the time. And people will say to me, oh, you need better quality. You need this. You need that. Hey, I'm just doing the best I can. I'm just trying to open people's mind and, and let them question their reality. You know, and maybe maybe you can get to someone where you help them and maybe not. Uh, but thank you. I appreciate that. I, I realize that, that there's something going on. If they didn't want to be on film, they wouldn't be on film. Because years ago, we couldn't get anything on, on camera. Right. Nothing. Yeah, I, I once had uh, one of the uh, the new craft, uh, there was a parade, one of the new craft, military craft, it was one of the stealth ones, uh, came right over my head, and it was like it was posing for me, I'd take a picture, 
and it wiped out the whole. This is back when we had rolls of film. It wiped out the whole roll of film. Wow. So if they, if they don't want to either have a picture, they'll make sure you don't have it. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to encourage you to tell your story and, and document it however it is, uh, like Mary and other uh, well, people that work with the regression therapy. They often say, draw a picture. You know, we do that yeah, in our therapy. Sure. Draw a picture. And that's all people can do. But if you have these different people over the years drawing pictures and then they correlate with what other people are seeing. That's what happened with Whitney Stryver back in, I guess it was what, 1984 or 87 or something like uh-huh, that. When he, sure. Um, put communion. He put that gray alien on the cover of communion, yep. uh, his first book in the field. And then when people saw that, they went, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that guy. I've seen that character. And it would, it would activate people. And their memories would start flowing in. So we really are, um, you know, in the middle of this giant mystery. And I want you to, want to encourage you to do your timeline, create a PowerPoint, get your book written, and and say yes to some of these conferences because oh yes, with other experiencers, you connect the dots. You really help all of us. I I have Uh, to to do a couple, and I am going to speak now. You know, no doubt about it. Great. Excellent. Go ahead, Sasha. Question. Uh, wait a I just. Uh, um, oh yeah. Oh, so you know, it's very interesting to me uh, that uh, Jesus came to you, um, but because, uh, and I would ask that when you you invited people that look every way uh, or beings that look every which way to come, they're welcome as long as they uh, come in peace. But uh, my, my, I'm uh, an Anunnaki expert. And a lot of people think uh, Jesus was an Anunnaki, or at least an Anunnaki hybrid. So I'm wondering if if you've had any contact with Anunnaki people who are, are Homo sapiens, um, but they're they're you know but they're ETs too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I've had contact with them for a long time. I was just getting the same answer from a lot of beings. I said, "What are you? Where are you from?" And they just kept telling me, "We're angels." That that was the response. We're mm-hmm. angels. We are angels, just like you would read about in your your Old Testament or your Bible or whatever. I'm like, okay, uh, it seemed kind of generic, but I, I think that yeah, it's angelic like what's going on, no doubt about it. Um, and Anunnaki and, and and yeah, all those possibilities and and uh, they're all out there. Whatever people are connecting with, I just don't want anyone to limit themselves to thinking they can only communicate with this breed or that breed because. I've met beings that have green heads that are huge, and I posted pictures, and people will say to me, oh, I don't want to communicate with them. Those are demonic. I said, why are they demonic? And people would say to me, because they're scary looking. And I said, that's the problem. This is why they're not just going to come here and land, because we can't even be open-minded enough to say, wait, wait, maybe they just look different. doesn't mean they're evil based on how they look, you know, like maybe they were born that way. You know, that's that's so uh, racist and disgusting. And I have no tolerance for that. You know, I'm, I just try to stay open and, and educate people and say, hey, you never know. Why don't you give them a shot? See how it is. See how you. Uh, you know, my, my, yeah, my, my teacher, Zechariah Sitchin, uh, said that, uh, you know, it gets translated into English as angels. But the but the word the, the, in Akkadian was ambassadors or representatives or envoys. Ah, wow. Yes, exactly. Ambassadors, you're right. That's it. That's it. I've, yes. I've had some uh, people report that the 
extraterrestrial things that were really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come on. Oh, I mean, they're so I, ugly. <laughs> and that's just so typical, uh, you know, Ameri- you know, homo sapien American race. We're better than anyone. We're the best looking. We're the best this. We're the best that. I don't know about that. You know, there's a lot out there in the universe that you might get a little more than you're uh, pushing out. So, uh, you know, you get humbled by it. You can get humbled or you can build a big ego and think you're the greatest thing ever because you're having contact and you're special. And I've told people and I still do. I tell them, I, I, I tell anyone, please message me, send me a message at six o'clock at night, find me on Skype and you can come down to the beach with me and we'll have a CE5 any night you want. And I've been doing that now. Almost every night with some people I met online and some people that I am friends with that can't get to me driving. They message me. I turn the video on and we have a Hold that thought. We'll be back in five minutes at the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to take to take it anymore from that memorable scene and network, you'll know just what to do. We will draw you in and become your news addiction at Event Horizons. Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time at freedomslips.com at Revolution Radio. Our world team members are Dennis Fetcho, John Ilias, David Dunger, Hila Cass, MD, Melanie Richton, Jim Mars, Paula Harris, John Trallo, Maria Payan, Christopher Husser, D-O-D-D-S, Jonathan Orchard, and me, your anchor, Dr. Robin Falco. If uh, you decide not to volunteer, it will not be held against you in any way. Sounds dangerous. It is. Very dangerous. Count me in. That's right here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps. Is your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. 
Over three gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a megavirus or computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records? Addresses? Phone numbers? Well, squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. Syrian diplomat reported today that their population is evolving rapidly and advancing into a fifth-dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious Galactic Federation of Light Alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge. Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Studio A for the latest breaking news on the Star Visitor's peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the Earth. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning! Warning! We gotta stop them! They're gonna kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings! Time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part, you can't even passively take part. To put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop, and you've got to win the day to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You calm down the thunder, well now you've got it. Right. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution
every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Studio B for Momentary Zen with host Zen Garcia at Freedomips.com, the people station. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... Aloha and welcome back to the Sacred Matrix on Revolution Radio at revolution.radio. And I am your host, Janet Carolison, with my co-host, Dr. Sasha Alifus, and our producer, Thomas Becker, and our very special guest, Andrew Rabs. We're going to go into a lot more this second hour, but before we get back to our show, I'd like to remind everybody to go over to the donation button on revolution.radio, and please make your donation. We are... About halfway through the month almost, and we could use your donation, dollar ten to two twenty, whatever you can afford to donate will be greatly appreciated. It keeps us on the air. I'm at painter Thomas Becker. Do you have the stats? How are we doing? It's not yes, yes, ma'am. We got uh, twelve thirty-eight, and we need twenty-seven hundred. So that's you know right out about fifteen hundred shy yet. So please donate. Please donate. Sasha, what would you like to say before we bring back Andrew? Well, I'd just like to say this is your station. This is your chance to hear things you can't hear on the um, the, the controlled media. And so, uh, you know, you're, you're paying for your own freedom of information. So chip in, please. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So back to you, Andrew. I wanted to know uh, how many different species have you met uh, you said that at one time that they they make an electronic sound, but how did how does that get interpreted into English? Um, yeah, so which species and how does that mechanical sound get translated into English? Yeah, I mean, I I will um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll meditate or I'll, I'll tune into my higher self, and then uh, it's a telepathic communication. The noise sometimes comes out in like an electronic sound, or there's no noise and we're just communicating. Uh, when I was getting that regression done with Mary Rodwell, she said, while I was under hypnosis, I was turning blue. So she said, there's no way that that could be possible. You know, there's no way you're faking it. It is what it is. You're turning blue under hypnosis. When I came to after the hypnosis, that's when this electronic sound was talking through my computer and I recorded it. Um, there was a being that came into the room and you could see him in the corner of the room. We got pictures of him. And then there were two Octarian beings, uh, angelic beings that are always with me. Two of them manifested. I have photos of them as well. They kind of look, I guess, maybe like a shadow-ish type thing. I mean, you'll see. I'll send it to you. It's bluish green, and it's got a shadow hint to it. Sometimes they come into this reality. Sometimes they don't because it's not safe for them to just appear in the middle of downtown Manhattan, obviously. Um, so it's got to be appropriate. Um, but their messages, most of it's just telepathic. There's, there's nothing being spoken at all. 
But when there's other people around, it seems like when they want to talk to both of us, they'll start making those noises. And then I just connect to my higher self. And then the words being spoken to me, it's just like me listening to light language. Or does somebody speak to me a regular language? I just understand them. So that they, mm -hmm. there are, I, I've, I've at least, oh, I mean, I, I've at least encountered, oh man, got, got to be at least 50, 60 different races easily. Some nights I look at, I, I'm outside and I'll see over 100 beings, 100 at a time. And they will come running to me. A lot of them are little. Some of them are anywhere from an inch tall. I've seen inch tall beings. So has my brother with me. Uh, to ones that are two inches, to a foot tall, to ones that are 10 feet tall. So I, I love it. It's always something new. Uh, they usually always give you something new, and it keeps it exciting. It's never like the same, oh, this is boring. Now it's the same old thing. It's not ever boring. No. <laughs> but uh, Can people who are with you see these beings? Yes. Yes. Uh, people, people that are with me have seen the beings. Um, I, I made contact uh, two weeks ago with just four people. And the four of us, we've been making contact together for years, but the four of us had the most intense contact experience that we've ever had together. Uh, there were dozens of beings in a matter of three to four hours, dozens of beings and different colored lights coming in and out of the room. Everyone saw exactly what we were seeing. So it wasn't just me. Uh, sometimes I could see things that other people can't. But if I'm with people that I've been meditating with for years that I know, we could all see it together. Most of it, though, is just out in the open for anyone. Oh, oh, okay, so uh, when you and your four friends were there, besides what you saw, what what was communicated to you? Um, they they Well, number one, they wanted... They wanted us to get together because they felt like <clears throat> we needed to be a little more aggressive, that we wanted to be more aggressive in disclosing the truth uh, about what we know wow. and the contact that we're having uh, and the fact that they're here and, and they're just here for a peaceful means. They saw the energy that we were creating and, and it was so strong to the ETs that they wanted the four of us to just get together. They showed us more as we showed them more. And we're going to keep going as far as we want to go. They're going to meet there with us. I don't know if one will manifest in, in front of everyone for everyone to see. I don't know if the world is ready for that quite yet. Um, but I'm having amazing contact when people just come over, whether it's one person or three or four people. People are having amazing experiences with me. So I'm just going to keep Do you, do you have kinesthetic uh, contact? Do you touch them? Do they touch you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have pictures. Uh, I've held hands with them. Um, I was holding hands with one of them. So I took a photo, and the photo, you see the hand of the creature. It looks like a tree branch. It is not. You'll know. You've seen beings before, so you'll know what this is. But this is the hand of a being that's standing right next to me on the beach. Uh, they've, wow. touched me. they've touched me invisibly where there's been nothing to see around me. And then I've actually seen face-to-face, -face, I've had face-to-face -face interactions in the flesh, in this 3D reality. Uh, I've had beings of light wake me up out of my sleep. And there'll be one occasion, there were four seven-foot-tall white glowing beings at the end of my bed. They woke me up. I woke up and I looked at them and I, I said, I go, I didn't know what they were. I thought at first maybe they were souls 
of people that died on 9-11 or a relative of mine. I didn't think they were ETs because I never got woken up like that before. And they told me, they said, we are the angels that you would reference to in the Old Testament. And I said, okay. Oh. And they, they said, we've always been here. We've been here before you were here. Uh, we'll be here after you're not here anymore. You'll be with us. And then, honestly, I, I, like, I, this is so 21st century, but honestly, the next thing that came into my mind was, I got to get a picture of this. Because no one's going to believe this. Even if I tell the story, they're not going to believe this. This sounds so far out of this world. I grabbed my camera. I have a 12-minute video of an interaction with them. And I have about 50 pictures I took. So I have wow. photos of the actual beings. Oh, yes. Uh, I Like I said, what? I am writing a, a book about that encounter in particular. Because that was very, very special. That was very special to me. That was the game changer. Uh, of, whoa, these things are coming through and now they're waking me up out of my sleep. Something must be really important going on. You know, if they're waking me up now, uh, they didn't take me. They didn't bring me anywhere, nothing like that. They just woke me up. They stayed there and we communicated. They stayed with me for four hours. Wow. What did they communicate? What did they say? What do they want? Well, like I said, they told me that they they are angels. This is the real deal angels, just like you would see in, in the Bible. And they said they are with my relatives. When my relatives have died, they are with they are with me. Oh. They are with them. That's how they're able to show themselves. That's why, like, my dog was able to be shown to me. And oh. I've had I've had relatives. I've had apparitions and photos of relatives and people that I know appear in photos. And I'm like, I know that face. They're coming through. They're making contact with these ETs and these angels together. It's all one. I was looking wow. at it separate. I was separating it saying, well, angels are angels. Psychic work is psychic work. And, you know, C5, C5. That's it. They're telling me, no, it's all together. Don't separate it. That's the message. Great. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because Whitley Stryver said that, um, you know, it all started merging. Like, he, they would, people would go on craft and they'd see their deceased relatives. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, they're bringing them right to me. Literally, they're, they're bringing them to me. And I, I, was, I, I was so over the top with photographs, videos. And I kept saying that to them. I said, I need proof. I need proof. I need to record this. Well, they have listened to what I've asked. So they've listened to me. I figured it's out of respect. I'm listening to them. And we're working together as a team. It's vice versa. You know, like it's not just all me or all them. It's to me, it's, it's a relationship now. And we're going to continue to work together. And the people that want to come join us, my hands are open. My heart is open. And the people that want to fight this and get crazy, I just have no time for that. I just got to keep going. Sorry, but when you're ready, I'll still be here. But I can't convince anyone of this. You have to figure it out. You know, like I can't do it for you. I wish I could. But uh, everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own path. But I'm still going to be here. I'm not, I'm not shutting the door on anyone. When they're ready, I'll still be here. Wow. Wow. So... Let's see, where do we want to go? <clears throat> we have about 45 minutes, so. Um, oh, we went into this regression with Mary. Uh-huh. And, and that was your first regression, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
And how long was that session? Uh, the session itself was about an hour. Uh-huh. The whole the whole thing was recorded. Uh, I you know I was under like hypnosis, so I didn't have anyone in the room with right. me. Right. I just laid back and I turned my computer on. I had it in my lap, and so she was able to see my face. And she told me, she said, Andrew, the whole time you kept turning blue and dark blue. There's no way you're faking this. She goes, I'll vouch for you. You could say my name. I saw it myself. And as we were, we were talking about this, uh, then that's when I, I started to figure out, whoa, I've been getting visited since I was basically born. You know, uh, one very interesting right. thing, one interesting thing, too, I think you guys should hear. This is great. About six months ago. My mother tells me, my mom says, Andrew, when you were four years old, she goes, you just looked at me and you said, Mom, I died already. And she goes, my mom said, really? And she goes, Andrew, you said to me, Mommy, I died once already. I died, I drowned in the water, and I went up to heaven with Jesus Christ, and it was fine, it was okay, and now I'm back. And my mom was not taking me to church every Sunday. We were not reading the Bible at four years old. Nothing like that. She goes, I don't know how you could have come up with this or where it came from. She goes, but I just wanted to tell you. Now, you know, you're into all this stuff. And I said, well, that's pretty important. You know, looking at it now, looking back, I hear stories of other experiencers saying, oh, yeah, I had a visitation or I saw Jesus or I saw the Virgin Mary when I was three or four or whatever. I said, wow, you know what? That's part of my story. It is what it is. My mom's saying it. It's, it's important to me. So I feel it's been going on forever. Wow. So um, what else happened during the session? What else do you remember? Um, You're having contact on yeah, your life. Yeah, it was amazing. She, do you remember she, things before you were born? Um, this, was, this was all communicated to me. Uh, the, what was going on in the regression was birth and right after birth. Because I was asking about when my contacts start. And I, she had me walk up a stairway. Uh, I was in a stairway in my, like a living room in my grandmother's house. I walked up this stairway. There was a door there. I opened the door. And my great-great-grandparents were there. And I, I knew them a little bit when I was growing up. But they were much older and they died when I was younger. But I did know them here. I do remember them. And they, they were there. They grabbed my hand and they walked me into a room. And that's where there were religious figures. There was the Virgin Mary, Jesus Christ. There were some angelic beings, some Arcturians, and there was a, this is, oh, this is another great thing, too. There was a blue woman there, and she said her name was Sam Sarah, S-A-M-S-A-R-A. She said, she goes, she said, I am your mother from a previous life, okay? I'm Arcturian, and I have been communicating with you from the other side right now. She goes, you are Arcturian. She goes, and I am your mother, and I'm sorry, but you were my baby, and you drowned in a previous life. I was your mommy. You drowned, and I'm sorry because I wasn't watching you. And I told my oh, mother, wow. I drowned in the water. I don't. Yeah, I didn't say previous life, but I just said, Mommy, I died once already. I went to Jesus Christ, and I'm back. I'm okay. This Now, this is what's coming through in the regression. A woman, gorgeous, blue. I can still remember what she looks like right now. A blue woman, she had some gold rings on, bluish and greenish. So I'm describing her in the regression. The regression ends, and now I'm taking photos of around myself in my room because I'm feeling all sorts of energy. I'm seeing beings in the room. I'm taking photos around the room. 
And I'm looking at the photos a few weeks later. This is not right away. A few weeks later, I'm looking at this photo and I go, oh my God, look at this. I have these black coats on the wall. And in front of the black coat is a green and blue woman. You see her breast. Oh, wow. You see her breast outline. And she's standing against the black coats. And she's got an odd, long-shaped head. And I go, that's my mother. Because I described her, what she looked like in the regression. I have it recorded. And right after I take these pictures, and in the photo is this woman. So... I, you know, like I said, I was not a believer in this stuff prior. I thought it was all nonsense. And I love backing things up with photographic evidence and film. And these beings have been amazing, amazing, amazing with giving me that photographic evidence. And to me, this is proof, for me at least. Seeing it, having it, being able to hold it and share it with people. Because by sharing it, other people have reached out to me and said, I've seen those beings too. Or I know that creature. I know that whatever it is. I've seen that too, man. They've come and taken me. I've met people that have been, they thought abducted at first, but they realized it wasn't abducted. It was really adducted. Mary Rodwell told me yeah. that word. Adducted. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's an abduction. It's an adduction. And I believe that's what it is. It's more of a relationship where you open up and realize, whoa, I agreed to this in a past life. Uh, that's what these beings told me. They said, before this life, I agreed to this. And that's why this has been happening. And that's why I saw the, the craft in the Coast Guard in the late 90s. And that was opening up a little bit of Pandora's box. And then my relatives are a huge, huge part of this on the other side. Um, one interesting thing, too, is on this earth, while my grandmother was alive, my grandmother Joan, in 1995, we always used to watch Unsolved Mysteries together. I look at my grandmother. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And all the UFO ones, we love that stuff. I look at my grandmother, I go, Graham, whatever happens to you one day, wherever you go, when you go to heaven, when you're with grandpa, just like send me a sign. Just like let me know you're okay or just because I need to know that you're okay. I want to make sure you're in heaven and you're happy and that there's an afterlife. And she looked at me and she goes, I'm going to come back and haunt you. <laughs> we started laughing, of course, you know, like... That's typical grandma, right? Of course. That's my grandmother. And I go, yeah, yeah, no, really. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, I will. I promise. Well, she passes away uh, in 2010, in like August 2010. She, she crosses over. About a month and a half later, I'm in a restaurant. A guy comes up to me and my mother, and the guy starts communicating with my deceased grandmother telling me and my mother things he comes up to us and says oh wow <laughs> he says he says which one of you was born on easter sunday my mom was born on easter sunday so i said how would this guy know this i don't know this man and he said to me this blew me away he said you had a relative that died a young girl her name was emma or emily and she was buried in her christening dress and i go I've never heard that story. I don't know, but I think I would know that. That seems pretty significant. So I go back to my mom's house after I met this guy, and my mom brings me in the living room. She points on the wall. There's a little girl in a christening dress on my mother's living room wall. I go, who is that? But my mom goes, Andrew, that's Aunt Emma. She died over 100 years ago. 
and she was buried in that christening dress. She died on a boat back to Ireland. She got sick, and they couldn't afford to, you know, buy her a dress or whatever. They buried her in that christening dress. I go, Mom, I thought that was you. She goes, no, Andrew, that just looks like me. So they gave me the photo, and it was passed down generation to generation. I go, whoa, there's no way this guy could have known that. I didn't even know that. So that opened me up to, to wow, maybe there's something to the psychic world. That man is Robert Hansen. That is the man to, to this day, I still train with. Because I know he's the real deal. There's no nonsense oh. that. He's the one that came over and, and told you that. Okay. So yeah. let's talk about that, your work with um, the spiritual aspect. Unless you're saying anything else you want to say, Saj, before we move into the, the spiritual realm. Go for Any spiritual. Feedbacks? Go for this spiritual. Okay. Just, this, is, this is fascinating. And, you know, in, in, uh, Raymond Moody was talking about how um, in Greece people would have these great vats. Uh, full of olive oil, and they would uh, then ask to, for their deceased relatives to manifest. And somehow, this um, olive oil and and, and the setting uh, would would work. And, and he started bringing witnesses in. So the problem was they didn't always get the deceased relative that they were asking for. But, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that happens too. <laughs> Right, and I and I get the dead visiting me a lot of times, and I, I have no control over it. So, you um, have uh, some stronger abilities than I have. How do you get the people that you want to get, or how does uh, that work? How's it I have you? I have no control of who comes through or why. When I meet with someone, it, there's not this isn't making a collect call. It could be someone you're you'd want to speak to, or it could be a relative or a neighbor that, for whatever reason. They see me as the channel. They just come through. It's like all of the souls. They when I I literally see balls of energy, and they will all bunch up and they'll just shoot information at me. And it's my job as a medium, a clear channel medium. I don't do crystals. I don't do tarot cards. None of that. I just sit and I just tell you what I see. It's very old fashioned, but that's how I was broken in. Robert Hansen showed me this way. This is just how we do it. And um, I I've seen people over the years and some people will get angry because aunt sally doesn't come through you know and they're like well i you know i want my aunt to talk to me i don't want to talk to my uncle i'm out of here or they get mad and i'm like wow we 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 have very far to go if you, if that's why you're coming to me you only want to speak to your aunt but that's how our society is you want what you want when you want it so the psychic work has right. re really really helped to humble me and condition me to say Wow, I just got to be accepting of whatever comes through, which directly relates to the ETs coming through. If I went outside every night and I said, well, I only want to talk to the Octarians because I'm directly related to them. Well, you know what? None of them are going to come because that's why people don't have contact, I feel, because a lot of people have it once and then they come back thinking, well, no, I want exactly what to happen, what happened last time. I want it again and I don't want anything different. I want to see that exact being again. You have no idea what their missions are or what they're doing out there. They may not be able to come through. So acceptance is so big with this. Oh, and like you, you got to surrender to the moment. You know, you have to surrender to being present and exactly what's happening and whatever comes through. Hey, that's it. It is what it is. Um, but the yeah. psychic, the, the psychic work has been, the psychic work has been tremendous. 
Um, whereas a lot of psychics I know, they want nothing to do with any ET or little green men stories. I start talking to them about this and they're like, I don't want to hear it. And I'm like, no, no, you, but can you just hear me for a second? Like, just be open-minded. I think it's all together. You're saying no. And they don't even want to hear it. Some people won't even go there. Some very good mediums I know. They don't want to hear about any of this. And then other ones love it. They're totally into it. So, hey, some people, it doesn't matter what you tell them. They just don't want to go there. For me, I don't ever try to limit anything I hear. Whether someone does tarot cards or crystals or scrying or whatever it is. Hey, I never thought this was possible You know, 15 years ago, what I'm doing today. So who am I to say that? That can't be done. But let's look at it. Let's research it. Let's do some good studying before we just jump to a conclusion of, oh, no, this is it. That's the, this is the gospel. That's it. You know, well, hold on. Let's really look into it so we could give an educated hypothesis. You know, so I love the work you guys are doing. You know, I, I watch you. I listen to the shows you guys have had. And it seems like a lot of experiencers are staying very open these days. It seems much more open-minded nowadays than it was years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right? definitely shifted. Yeah, go ahead, Tosh. One of the things that Susie Hansen says is that a lot of us have like programs uh, that are waiting for the right stimulus, external stimulus to uh, come forth into our consciousness and that it's, it's timed uh, release. I know that, uh, you know, all my life I've been... Uh, having visions of, of, of peace and uh, very, very powerful, powerful visions. And, uh, and, I, and, and, I, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have been getting them too. And, and they feel the same thing. It's an activation that's happening now that we're uh, en ending the Kali Yuga and, and uh, this a real chance of having planetary peace. And stopping, what the ETs tell so many of our people that the not only the uh, nuclear stuff we're doing, but also the kind of rockets like Elon Musk's messes up their ability to travel. And they're waiting for us to become intelligent enough so that we can master travel without uh, disrupting uh, the, the world and the worlds. Right. They And that's the thing. They're not going to just come here and land because if they did that, uh, a lot of people would just say, okay, great, they're here, that's it. Now let's go turn on Fox News. What's the next thing? And they could care less, you know, and they know that. And that would, that would, that destroys the whole story and the path and what you have to go through, the good times, the bad times, the people, you know, some people never talking to you again. And then the beautiful people that you just meet that you make lifelong friends on this journey with, too. I mean, this, I wouldn't trade this for anything. The people that don't talk to me anymore or want nothing to do with it, they weren't my real friends anyway. But the people I have met, this is such an amazing journey that we're on together. You know, we're all helping each other here and we're all figuring this out. You know, anyone that tells me they know they got this, they got that, well, then, I, then it doesn't matter what I tell you because you know already, your mind is made up. So skeptic, if someone that says they're a skeptic, uh, well, right there off the bat, I want to just say I'm open. You know, people that say there's no way they just don't exist. Your mind's made up already. If you're saying you're skeptical and you're telling me they don't exist. It's impossible. It doesn't matter what I show you. You've told me already they can't get here. There's no way. So I would just want to say, well, why don't we retract from that? Why don't we just try to stay real open and see all the data, you know, the real honest data out there. And hopefully more people can be honest about their experiences because 
I know there's millions of us out there that are having these experiences. I see people walking on the boardwalk right now, and there's a mothership, and there's six crafts that I'm looking at. And I see people pointing up and taking photos. Now, I don't go up to anyone and just say, hey, do you see that? I don't bother anyone. This is New York City. You bother the wrong person, they might stab you. You know, so I just leave them alone. <laughs> They'll find me. They, you know, this is all over. People will find me. I'm not going anywhere. I will gladly show anyone this way. And if somebody grabs me on the beach or says something, great, then I'll talk to them. But I don't bother anyone. If I was in Cali or the West Coast where it's more laid back, yeah, maybe we could do that. But New York City, you don't want to bother somebody, especially in Coney Island here. This is not the neighborhood to do that. Right. So, um, <laughs> which, which is amazing, too, because I think that's why I'm having so much contact. People around here have so much going on that some people wouldn't even bat an eye. They would see this and just say, yeah, they're here. Okay, cool. And they'd keep walking. And if you just said, yeah, I'm, making contact, <laughs> I'm making contact with aliens, they would say, all right, cool, man. And they'd keep going. They wouldn't bother you. They wouldn't call the cops. They wouldn't be annoyed. However, if you go into some suburbs or some areas, oh, if you're doing this in your backyard, your neighbors are calling the cops. They're telling you you're crazy. Where I am is so open-minded. And there was a lot of pirate ships, too, uh, in Coney Island from years ago. A lot of ghost ships and pirate ships and I'm getting all sorts of beings that are coming up in the photos and the ones that I'm interacting with. A lot of the souls, they're thrilled that somebody is finally paying attention to them, you know, because we're so busy in our everyday lives that, oh, my God, I got to pay taxes and I, I got to feed my family and I got to do this and I got to do that, that we don't take 10 minutes out to just sit with ourselves, you know, and um Hey, if I can make one more person question that or sit down with themselves or sit with me, my, my mission is being done. And they're telling me this, too. I'm getting the validations from them. Mm -hmm. As I talk to mm -hmm. you, as I talk to other people about this phenomena, they will send crafts. They will send enormous. I mean, the size of a 12 by 12 by 12 room, I will see a ball of purple energy that size floating in front of me when I talk about this stuff sometimes. Sometimes, as you see, I change colors. You know, I'll turn purple, red, staticky, you know. So they are totally validating what is going on. And I know other people have told me, too, oh, man, you know, I had something happen to me, or my friend turns purple, or this or that. I want to create a safe space, which is what I did with my little uh, Facebook page, The High Strangers in Brooklyn. I want to just create a safe space for people to go. And share whatever it is that's going on. Not to be judged or to told that you're crazy, but just to share it. And let's try to help each other instead of judging each other saying, oh, no, that's nuts. Or that, no, no, you must be faking that. There's no way that's real. Well, how do you know? You know, why don't, why don't we just see all the evidence first? And I've been selective. People have come in the room and said some nasty things. That's it. You're out of there. I don't have any time for that. I don't want people to feel harassed in my room. You know, I'll talk to you and say, hey. You got to tone it down. You can't curse. You can't be rude. But if you're going to keep acting like that, you can't be in this room. This isn't that kind of room. Go in a public room and do whatever you want. But this is a closed, safe space for my friends and family. And already, it's a little group. I got like 400-something people in it. That, that, that's just for a little room. That's a good amount already. And we're growing. <laughs> yeah, for a little group. And, they, and a ton of them are listening tonight. They're thrilled. And they've been very supportive. And then I meet people all the time. Hey, I heard you on the radio. I heard this. I heard that. Or, hey, would you want to come speak at this conference? And I say now, hey, I'll speak anywhere now. I just want to get the word out. I want to get the message out. I have enough proof in photos and videos that I could back up what I'm saying. And I feel comfortable with it. 
because this is my path. You have yours. I have mine. This is meant to be for me to do it this way, and I'm going to do it this way. But I feel comfortable enough now that I could show so much evidence that I, I don't know how you could say that this is not happening. <laughs> it, it, it just is what it is. Be rational. Just be rational and be open. And people, yeah. you know, it's it's happening. The shift is happening. I'm sure you guys see it from your show, right? The shift is happening. Uh, oh, definitely. We started uh, going on six years ago with Revolution, and, and we're able to talk about things that we couldn't before. We we kind of had to be very careful what we were saying and uh, get a lot of ridicule, but now it's kind of like we're just uh, blurting it out there. I wanted to ask you about your contact with the dead. Sure. Um, have you ever uh, encountered anybody kind of like infamous or famous? And if so, who did you encounter? And um, did they um, talk about why they were contacting you and all that stuff? Well, I have an interesting bloodline. Um, so I'm related to uh, John Tyler, who was the 10th U.S. president. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Who, you know, if you look into it, of course, who they're related to and related to. Uh, he's, he, and I guess I am too, it's distant, but I am also related to Walt Disney and Jimmy Carter. It's just all in my bloodline. It is what it is. Um, so yeah, I've had some interesting people just related to me. Sure. That have, that have come through. Uh, and then people that I've met, uh, most of the people that I read are just random people that, that no one's identified themselves as anything, Nah, nothing like Elvis or nothing like that. Now, I mostly just do that on Saturdays. I just go read people. At first, when I did it, I just wanted to just do it to do it as a hobby. It was just fun. I liked helping people heal. You know, I didn't want anything more than just, hey, I go, help you heal, and that's it. But I started doing it so much that some people were calling me, like, every other day for a reading. I said, hey, I, I can't do that, man. Like, I could read you once every other week, maybe, but I can't read you every day or every other day. It's nuts. And then eventually right. you, learn, you learn to harness it and realize that on Earth, the way we have it set up here, there's businesses and you have to exchange something. Now, if I sat with somebody and they exchange energy with me, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. We just exchange energy. But I have clients that I've met and I've, you know, had a legit business in charge for readings. And then I've met people where I've just sat with them for hours and just exchange energy where they'll read me after or we'll do some sort of healing on each other do distant remote healings. Oh, another amazing thing too I want to incorporate, which I think is a huge part of this. I also practice Qigong. Ah, cool. That is amazing. Okay. I've been practicing yeah. that for about a year and I have personally witnessed, okay, I, I with this purple energy that I see around me, okay, I met a master. The guys came over here from overseas, but he lives in New Mexico now. His name is Ming Tong, M-I-N-G-T-O-N-G, Ming Tong Gu. The guy's been doing this for like 40 years. He's a healer in Qigong. He, he is amazing. I met this guy. He does not know me. I met him, and I just started explaining about the purple energies that I see. He looked at me, and I'll never forget this. He looked me right in the eyes. We had sushi dinner with like 20 people after we had like a, like a group Qigong session. He came up to me. He looked at me, and he said... You are very blessed, my son. You are working with the angels. Oh. Now, I took that to heart. You know, it's one thing to hear from people you know, or you read someone and they're like, oh, thanks, man, that's beautiful. I don't know this person, but I trust what he says. This guy has sat, you know, on retreats, silent retreats for months. This guy is the, 
the best there is in the Qigong field. He helped me harness the energy that I see. When I see this purple energy around, I've been able to manipulate it. It's just energy. That's all it is. I've been able to take it and condense it down into like, like a baseball and put it into people to heal them. And I have personally witnessed and been part of seeing people recover from cancer, from all sorts of lymphomas, to Parkinson's disease, to people that could not hold their forks at all. And they had terminally ill with Parkinson's disease. They didn't have much, like they were going to have a horrible life basically for maybe six more months to live. They're fully healed and walking now. The miracles that I've seen and been part of from Qigong, I encourage everyone, give that a shot. If anything, whatever I'm saying and I'm telling to you, give that a shot. Give Qigong a shot. You only have to do 15 minutes a day if you want. You can do an hour, but you can do 15 minutes a day. You will learn to heal yourself without any drugs, no pharmaceuticals, just by you cleansing yourself. That stuff is gold for your soul. Wow. That is a miracle. Say, you know, I, 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 I'm left with this from way before, but I'll, I'll bring it up now. If Janet were to turn on her camera and you were to look at her, uh, I, I think she could really use a reading now. Would you be willing to do something like Me? that? <laughs> yeah. You're, uh, you're the one uh, okay, that's got, I'll turn on got, the camera. What do I have? Say that again, honey. Yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, just uh, what, would be, what would be useful for her to hear? Oh, there, yeah, I'm right here. There we are. <laughs> anyway, I'll just stay there. Can you see me? Okay. Um, can you see me? I'm trying to. Uh, put your camera on and I can see you. Tip your thing down so you can see your shoulders too. Honey. I know it. Uh, it's hard because it'll it's fall. Good. On That's me. good. That's very good. That's good. I know, but I can't. I, I can't sit back. Or just move back yeah. a little. That's good. That's good. We got your shoulders now. There we go. Perfect. Back here. Now I can't see Andrew, but Andrew doesn't have his camera. On. But anyway, there I am. There it goes. Andrew. Here he comes. Okay. There we There's go. his clothes in the shelf. A fan. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> and some words. Try, try to reverse that. Hold on. There you go. Okay. Hi. <laughs> okay. Wait a little back here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right, let's give this a shot. I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know. There's how Sasha. I, I don't know. Uh, I can't see who else is there. Just you, right? Yeah, Sasha's on me in another room. So he's okay. on. You can see Sasha too. So whatever comes through, okay, oh, he just turns yeah, his sure. camera off. Whatever comes through for either of us. Okay. Um, it's for you. It's on this side. It's usually how 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 many feet apart are you guys right now? He's in the next room. Yeah, he's uh. There's actually uh another room. Okay. Yeah, about, so, about yeah, three rooms away. It's sometimes when it's off, it'd just be like three to five feet off if you were sitting next to someone, but this is pointing right to you. So right now, I have a female that's coming through, okay? I have a... This is a female. I'm getting a... Now, this could be living or cross. You just tell me if this makes sense to you, yes or no. That's all you have to do. Tell me yes okay. or no. That's it. 
Okay. I'm getting a woman right now. This is telling me, she's telling me she's the emphysema woman. You have a relative that died or currently has emphysema? Uh, my grandmother died of emphysema. Don't yeah. tell me anything. I'm sorry. Don't just say yes or no. Sorry. Okay. Yes, yes. This, this is how this works. I just want to explain to you, and so everyone's watching this. The first thing mm -hmm. that'll happen is as soon as I connect to source or what's around you, uh, I'll see a ball of energy. So you see like a ball of energy sitting next to you. They identify to me how they died. The first thing they'll say mm -hmm. is they'll identify themselves as the smoker or the, the emphysema. So the first thing I said to you was the emphysema woman. I'm getting a female. Did somebody die from emphysema? Do they have lung cancer or a breathing problem, emphysema, smoking? You're telling me my grandmother passed from emphysema? Yours? Mm -hmm. Then that yes. would be it, right? Uh -huh. like, I'm just trying to be, right. this is a little different reading because, you know, we're, we're, this is a little uh, different than I normally would do. I normally sit, would sit with you for uh, 90 minutes, but this is fine. This is what uh -huh. doesn't matter. It is what it is. They're always there. So I have this female soul coming through, and she's telling me that she was the smoker. She's showing me the cigarettes, the lungs, the emphysema specifically. And she's telling mm -hmm. me, okay, she's telling me about her daughter. So does she have, is this your mom's mom? What did she have? Uh, this woman, this no, my father's father died of emphysema. Uh, she, had, she had six boys, so she didn't have any daughters. Okay. So let's see. You, know she had a, had you may not know, but you know she had a miscarriage because she's telling me that she's with her daughter. So this would mean that... that, that I have course. no idea on that. That's yeah, fine. I have That's no fine. idea. I, and I always encourage mm -hmm. people to write it down or take a note. Because when they say that they're mm -hmm. with someone, that means that the per, you know, the being, the the soul, doesn't matter if it's a day old or 50 years old. When they cross, they cross. But she's saying mm -hmm. I'm with my daughter. So uh, she's saying she's with her daughter. And that to me would mean you're telling me she only had six boys or whatever. This is a miscarriage or a stillborn. Just take note. Ask someone. I would venture to say, because I'm... I've been doing this long enough. I know what I'm seeing. Someone's telling me that they mm -hmm. were their, their daughter, that that's how it had to be. It had to be a miscarriage stillborn, or maybe the baby came right and died on the spot. Uh, and she's telling me about the twins. Where did the twins fall in? I don't know. Maybe the, okay. maybe her daughter was a, a twin or something. I don't know. In your family, yeah. though, where did twins fall in? Doesn't we have, have to be zero twins. The, zero twins in my family. Okay, because she's telling me about the twins, so... Okay, that's fine. When, when, when that happens, I just tell them, Shh, push it to the side, give me the next thing. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. Now she's showing me... An, uh, when I see the flag, when I see a American flag or a, a flag, that means member of service. So the serviceman, is her husband or the veteran? Who's the veteran? Oh, all, all of her boys except for one were in one or the other war, Korean War or World yep. War Two. Uh, they, are you from America? I don't know anything about you. From the States? Oh, yeah. We're, we've been here since the Mayflower. So, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even know where you guys are from. But um, when they show yeah, me Yeah, we, we go back. Uh, Revolutionary War. <laughs> Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. And she's telling me about the... Now, this is the Peter or the Paul. The This is like a, a P. The P sounding. Peter, Paul. The P connection to her. Um... I don't know a P connection to her. Okay, because she's telling me about it's okay. No, it's okay. This this could even uh -huh. be she has a son who married someone. That could be the P. Once you have a relative uh -huh. who marries someone, all your families are together in the afterlife, and they're just spitting down. They're just spitting down images at me, and I have to discern what I'm seeing. But I know I just saw the P figure come in with the flag tied okay. to this woman. It's okay. It's fine. 
write it down because I'm telling you, I always have people call me after that say, hey, Andrew, I asked this person or that person. And they said, yeah, this this is Aunt Sally or Uncle Paul or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Now, now she's telling me about the mechanic. The mechanic, the mechanic, the mechanic. Yeah. Her, yeah. her one son was mechanical. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Now, I, there's no way, obviously, I could know this. I don't know anything about you. Uh, right. I'm really uh-huh. seeing images right now, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm seeing. She's telling me about the mechanic. So it's one of her sons that has a mechanic. Mm-hmm. There's no P tied to this. Don't tell me his name. There's no P tied to him. Wife or his kids. daughter. His daughter was named Paulette. That's the P. So you see the connection. Yeah, I'm, not making, the I'm not making this fit right now. There's a difference. What I'm right, saying is right. she's throwing these things at me and you're telling me, oh, Paul is this daughter who just came through with the mechanic and then the flag for the veteran. This is pretty specific, you know. This is right. hey, uh-huh. John, you know, there's a million Johns, but this is specific into the T. Now, wow. Do you know if she, you may not remember this, but she's telling me, she's showing me an intubation, an intubation. You know, she had to be intubated at one point. Well, I'm not sure what happened when she was in the hospital, but she died of emphysema, but not, not from uh, smoking she, uh, pollution, from Pittsburgh steel mail pollution. That gave her emphysema. Wow. So yeah. The, I mean, the emphysema. She might have been intubated before she died, you know, because, um, but I was only 10 when she died, so they didn't let the kids in the hospital back then. Yeah, it doesn't matter. She show, This is exactly what I'm seeing, and this is how I always tell people exactly what I see so you could really read for mm-hmm. yourself when you don't even need me but i see a scene i see a woman in a bed and i see an intubation going down and then she's showing mm-hmm. me a crossing all of the kids being there you yeah, may not probably know her, well, probably like, her her generation yeah the, yeah cause, or older older ones all i know is i was at home okay. when they announced that she had died yeah she, she but i was me. really connected to her yeah okay. i was very connected to her yeah, and how does the B tie in? The, the Bethany or the Bobby or the B? Who's that? I just got a B there. B? B. Bill, your dad. Well, I have a, my dad's Bill and his the, the, the mechanic is Bob. Okay, but the B is your, your dad? My, well, my dad is William, so Bill, and and her, uh, the mechanic's son is Robert, and they called him Bob. Right. So there's okay. two Bs. Okay, so like, yeah, this is, uh, I have no way of asking them, hey, tell me this or tell me that. They're just firing away and it's ba 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 after the other. But that's fine. You know, that, that's, there's a clear presence of her soul right there. This woman, okay, even though you were 10 when you crossed, um, there's uh-huh. a very special connection that she has to you still from the other side. Mm-hmm. She's telling me about her granddaughter. She has granddaughter. Is there a granddaughter that she has? Oh, yeah, there's, there's granddaughters, yeah. I'm I don't her, know. I'm you know grand- I, I have no idea. Yeah. She's telling me about I'm her granddaughter, and my sister's her granddaughter, and she has, a, she has several granddaughters, yeah. And who's the Maggie or the Misty or the, the M? The Maggie, Miss M? An mm, M just shot through. Um, trying to think. Uh, there was a Margaret. Who's that? Yes, Maggie. Who's that? Uh, no, Margaret. Who's that? Uh, that's one of my cousins, Margaret. Okay. She just she's... died last year. Margaret crossed. Yeah, she crossed oh, last wow. year. Oh, wow. Wow. In 2017. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sorry to hear that. That's, that's awful. Um, wow. 
Maggie. Okay, because yeah. once again, she was telling me about a special bond, a special connection that she has with you, but with this M, this M that came through, and you're telling me she crossed. Wow. Yes. That's really powerful. You know, as soon as somebody dies, it doesn't matter what age you are, if you're five or five months or five days old, my understanding from, you know, training over the years at Robert is, as soon as the soul crosses, your family is basically waiting there and they take in that infant or that elder. It doesn't matter. And if there's no family right. that they knew, if they were stillborn, the closest relatives are waiting there and they're going to take care of that soul. So nobody's ever alone right. the minute they cross. And the way that we prove this is how they're able to communicate with me. There's no way I would know this stuff about you unless something is communicating right. with me. You know, this is not guessing. This is, this is I'm seeing a movement just like I see uh, the ETs outside. This is a movement I see. It's beautiful. It's around you. It's, uh, it's vibrant. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, absolutely amazing. Um, and now, now the nurse, who's the nurse? Um, Margaret was the nurse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Margaret was the for. nurse. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Cause they show me the medical sign, the, you know, like the, the mm -hmm. red first responder sign, that medical sign. So I know that means nurse right. and we just touched on Margaret. And if Margaret was a nurse and I'm seeing that, that's it. That's, I mean, this is so specific. That's amazing. That's right. amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, do you, you, you knew Margaret on this uh, on Earth? Oh, yeah. Earth? I knew Margaret. Okay. She was uh, older than I am, but I, wow. I knew her. Yes. Um, yeah. She was very special. Very wow. kind and loving person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could, like, they, they show me these beautiful images. I'll see images of uh, people growing up with their childhood or surroundings or family functions. They're showing me large gatherings. I'm seeing, like, the large family gathering, like a like I would say, I'm Irish, or like the typical Irish gathering uh -huh. where we have a million people. Uh, not everyone um, has that, but that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a Margaret's lot of uh, immediate family had, there were 12 children in yes. Margaret's Big. family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. she's showing me, like I remember growing up, we'd have 50 people that, you know, oh my God, just kids and cousins running all over. She's showing this. Right. Like I'm in the living room with her right now watching this. Wow. And they're, yeah. they're yeah. more happy to make contact with them than we are to make it with, with them. You know what I mean? They're ecstatic. Uh -huh. They're reaching out because they're just there in that state. And she's telling me, okay, the pictures that you have, you have pictures of you and her. There's photos that you have. There's photos specifically from the holidays. She's saying uh -huh. to put the photos out because when you do that, that keeps their soul going. Their soul will continue oh, to see. evolve and they'll stay around. When you talk, laugh, cry about them, right now they're buzzing. They're, their vibration basically is raising up right now because we're, we're recognizing that. We're respecting them. Mm -hmm. And then the way we keep them around all the time is just continue to even, you telling a relative about this experience, boom, that's going to keep her going. That's going to keep her seeing, wow, wow, they, they didn't forget about me. They're, they're, they're still talking about mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, as soon as they cross, they say, well, that's it. They're gone. I, I can't see them anymore, so they're not here. It's not real. Well, then how on earth am I able right. to do this then? Tell me that. Someone I've never <laughs> met you in my life, how am I able to do that? You know, so the proof right. is in that, you know, and that, that's amazing. Now, wow. <clears throat> I always tell people if I see anything health-wise, just go get checked out. You never know. It's not a big deal. Just get it looked at because the worst that will happen mm -hmm. is it's nothing. Now, there's a test you can get. And I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you. I'll send it to you. It's called vascular diagnostics. They do mm -hmm. a head-to-toe head body scan. They look for blood clots in the body. 
mm-hmm. covered by insurance. You know, my insurance, $15 to do it, whatever. Um, I had told someone to do it once, someone very dear to me. They didn't listen. I told them five times they didn't listen. Next thing you know, they had advanced cancer that almost killed them. That could have been prevented if they had gone for the test. Because I told them three mm-hmm. months prior, just go get the test and it's 15 bucks. They're showing me that exam. Now, they're showing me clotting. Now, did you ever have any clotting issues? No. Okay. They're just showing me this test. All that it means is just go, get the test, that's it. You'd rather be safe than sorry and say, hey, Andrew, it was nothing. It was proactive. That's fine. What I'll do on my end mm-hmm. and their end, too, as soon as I see that in someone I know or I connect with, I immediately call you into the field, the chi field, when I do qigong. So whether someone asks me or not, I just bring them in and I'll do a healing for them just to be on the safe side because I know the reality of, of the healing effects of qigong. But they're just showing me that. They're showing me the clot, the clot for some reason. Maybe it's nothing. Oh, we're out of time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, thank you. It was wonderful. We'll have to have you back again. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener-supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Moscow's freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. 
listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener-supported radio. Reporting the danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution. Revolution. Radio. Radio. Take a look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country is founded on great ideals and principles. They've all been ruined by the banks. Open your eyes to the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president was? Who? Alice Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop him. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for it. The banking institution is more dangerous than an army, he said. Have you heard? Metro by T-Mobile now includes Amazon Prime. Yes, enjoy the best of shopping and entertainment, movies, TV shows, music, free shipping, and much more. All included for just $40 per line for three lines. All on the T-Mobile network. Discover the smarter way. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. One offer per account. Offer subject to change. $12.99 per month value. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video at 480p. Capable device required. See store for details and terms and conditions.